The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life but prove how much money we actually put into the show. We'll show you right now with an example. That is a sound effect. Are we are we into this or what? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. If you've looked at the internet at all, or if you've watched news at all, you must be just like me. Three, two, one. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we are going to be the people that aren't doers, and we're just listeners going, oh, that sounds great. But if we want to be actual people involved in the kingdom of God, actually doing the things the Lord sets before us, then perhaps we can actually apply the lessons of faith. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? One of the best questions in radio. The only answer, we're still paying the bill. In fact, Friday, it'll be two and a half years. Wow. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. The process that means that when you're not in church or Bible study or in your fellowship group, how that Christian journey works and how you walk it. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. Maybe you have a praise report. Maybe you have a prayer request. We are for that. We want you to share that. We want to support you in that. All you got to do is call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, you will talk to Captain Chris. And when you talk to Captain Chris, you know you're sailing in the right direction. There you go. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Comes right here to my $1.19 Chromebook. $1.19, $1.19, you can't beat that. Uh, David at hemustincrease.org. As well, this is what leads us to encourage you to check out our website, hemustincrease.org, which 
has the opportunity for you to get a book electronically at 99 cents, or I think the book's like 10 bucks now or something like that. So, well, you know, you can still get it for 6.95. Hey, what a deal. Buy, wholesale, sell, retail. See, that's how you do it. Bottom line, go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie artichoke. Like he told you before, that phrase, okie dokie artichoke, is actually a theological phrase. It's the alrighty now that's not theological. All right, tomorrow is a very important show. I'm going to be teaching something that's very personal, very intense. It has to do with uh, a little bit with my brother and myself, so I think you'll really enjoy that. I'm just kind of setting that up. What did they say? It's called setting the T's, right? There you go. Uh, and then the Q's and the R's and the S's. Okay. Uh, here's, uh, something we want to get into. We're going to dive into the word of God because I want to talk to you about this portion that we're dealing with in the gospel of Matthew. Keep in mind, if you want to reach out to us, you're welcome to, and then we're going to do Bible trivia in the next segment in that range right now. But first I want to talk to you about this portion in Matthew chapter four, as we are going through seven different books from an expository point, expository point of view. That's a lot of books. Uh, here we're going to pick it up from Matthew chapter 20, uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 24, where it says, The news about him spread throughout Syria, so they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains. The demon possessed the epileptics and the paralytics, and he healed them. There is something that's really important. Actually, just a little bit ago, I had the privilege of talking with Don just for a couple of minutes, and we were just talking about the Jewish believers and uh, you know Gentile believers. And one thing that does stand out above all things in the Christian faith is the one thing that Jesus offers people that nobody else really seems to put in a, a good present, not a good presentation, but maybe a good wrapper, a good candy wrapper, so to speak, is Jesus offers hope. When everything else is going on, you are you don't have to be very intelligent to know that all little G's never offer the right hope. They, they certainly offer a lot of fear, but they don't offer a lot of hope. You'll also find out that many other faiths and many other elements have no actual hope. Where Jesus gives hope, watch this, for the future, which is totally awesome, but also for the present. Jesus is not just one that brings relief. Oh, way down the road, 50 trillion years from now, you'll get relief. Well, that's great, 50 trillion years from now. But right now, I'm going through a little bit of trouble, and I need some help. And the reason that's important is because you will encounter people, or you will encounter this yourself, where you are in a circumstance, or they are in a circumstance, and there is this sense at times where there is no hope to get through or get past this. It might be a repetitive sin. It might be a repetitive disease. It might be a struggle in a relationship. It might be a myriad of things. It could be any of those things and all of those things at the same time. Jesus offers hope now and for the future. 
That's the difference. And so here in this text in Matthew chapter 4, verse 24, the news about Jesus is spreading throughout Syria. And so because the news about him is spreading throughout Syria, think about what the news is. Jesus is coming about and he's healing people. And when we, in the next segment, we'll talk about the differences in some of those healings. But what I want you to understand is they are all coming out to see Jesus. They're all moving towards him. We should be pointing people towards Jesus. We should be walking towards Jesus because he offers us the hope, both now and in the future. One of the things that uh, sometimes takes place in, in the Christian walk is, you know, we have this uh, mindset, you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on the Lord. I'm going to get there and I'm going to do whatever it takes to draw closer to Jesus. And no matter, nothing's going to get in my way. And that mindset has some merit, but the real attitude is you should have that mindset with your arms wide open, bringing in as many people with you as you can to get closer to Jesus. It's not just you making a beeline for Jesus and pushing everybody out of the way. You want to bring everybody with you. And so these people are bringing to Jesus these struggles. Some of these uh, diseases are physical. Some of these are uh, neurological and, and, and way beyond the, the, the medical process for the day. Some of these are demonic. And we're going to get into that because there's a difference. And in this whole process, Jesus isn't going, well, I, I can help you with this. I don't know if I can help you with this one, though. Okay, I can, I can assist you here. I can kind of help you walk through it here. But nah, I don't know about this other area. This other area is kind of a little, a little bit of grayer. That is not how it goes. Keep in mind that in our world today, all of our doctors are practicing medicine. One day they'll actually do it versus practice. The idea behind that, oh, I'm not knocking doctors. Stop that. But the idea behind that is that Jesus doesn't have to put to the side something that we need help with. He has the answer now. Does that mean that every time you come to the Lord, everything you ask or petition is going gonna, is gonna to get answered? No, Jesus is not a genie. Let's stop doing that, okay? I love that you watched those cartoons when you were kids. Stop doing that. That doesn't count. But what it does mean is that there is nothing beyond his capacity because all authority in heaven and earth is given unto Christ. Just read Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20. And so these people are bringing themselves and other people, and they're putting their hope in Jesus. And here's the thing that the Scripture talks about, which I don't think we talk about a lot, and that is when you put your hope in Jesus, you will not be disappointed. When you put your hope in your favorite human being in all the world and just your absolute bestest, bestest, when you put your hope in yourself, there's always disappointment. You're always like, so close, yet so far. (laughs) So the idea behind this is to understand that hope in Jesus never disappoints because Jesus doesn't disappoint. Now, does he do it the way you want? No. Does he think that he should do it the way you want? No. Do the way that you think it should be done, is that the way it should be done? No. It doesn't need any of that. What you need to know is to bring it to Jesus. What kind of disease, what kind of affliction, what kind of struggle, what kind of suffering does not matter. What does matter is Jesus has the answer 
and Jesus is the answer. So as you move closer and as you're bringing people with you, knowing that the hope that comes from Jesus Christ will be the solution for needs now and needs in the future. Okay, got that? All right. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM, which, by the way, is KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 that is la, 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 you asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas, I like the season, and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM or KAA Man here at the Truth Station in Texas. We're going to have to work that in. We got to work it in. We'll figure out how to do it perfectly. At some point, it'll just be zing awesomely. Okay. Ready for the first trivia question? Here we go. Get ready. First Bible trivia question. Complete these words. So you got to finish this, okay? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to... Now this is Jesus talking to Peter. What is it he said? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to... And then you got to fill it in. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us and call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. you got to be able to finish off that verse when Jesus is talking to Peter. He's telling him. He's kind of warning him what's coming. It's like, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to... Oh, what do he ask? That's the question. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA. DNA is what our building blocks are, what we're made of, who we are. And so we want to make sure everybody uh, processes DNA on a daily basis, of course. And that's the first one. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Not weekly, not monthly, not twice a year. It used to be in my house, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Okay. And, uh, and then as a Christian, you were like, oh, well, you know, you got to go to you know Easter and Christmas. It's like, okay, too much similarity going on there. The bottom line is Christianity is a 365, 24-7 process, and there's not a time where you cannot access or engage with the Lord, and we are supposed to be in it. And that's a big key. So draw closer to the Lord daily. That's the D of DNA. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. You may not be the most brilliant theologian in the world and understand how everything works and everything comes together. That's okay. You just recognize that Jesus knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing, and then you rest in that. Never be ashamed of what he has to say. D, that's the N. And then the A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are aware that your universe is not the universe, that it's God's universe. So you're sensitive to the Lord first, and then you're a vessel, a vessel for the Lord to be a blessing and to touch and to help other people. This way you are first loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's the ready-to-serve part for the Lord. And then you're giving that service to other people. That's loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That's what I want. That's what you want. That's what we want, right? That's what we want to be doing it right. So we present ourselves to be servants of the Lord on a regular, daily basis. Okay, here we go. Last time on the trivia question, complete these words. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to... And then you got to fill that in. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us and let us know what you think. In the meantime, we're going to go back to the text in Matthew. We don't have a lot of gaps in the show, do we? Just kind of like goes and goes. So let's talk about this uh, element in Matthew. So we just talked about bringing people to Jesus and then coming to Jesus ourselves for all of our situations, uh, not just for the future, believing that there's a hope in Jesus, but also recognizing there's hope now. 
Hope now is important. Understanding there's a better tomorrow is an important part of how you exist as a Christian. It's not just a better tomorrow a thousand years from now. It's just a better tomorrow 24 hours from now. So you have to walk in that wisdom that it's both and not one or the other. It operates in both. So the text says the news about him spread throughout Syria. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, and the paralytics, and he healed them. So there's some people that are uh, like, well, you know, that that's back then when they had more demons. And now we live in America where we don't have very many demons. That's funny. Uh, Here's the bottom line. Uh, The fact that there's a lot of demons operating with many of the people who are in charge could be a problem right off the bat. The second part about that is how demons operate primarily, just so we can all be on the same page, is throughout the texts in First and Second Peter, First and Second Thessalonians, and and James, is that demons teach people, and people teach people. That's the problem, because you just think, oh, whoa, it's just this person's thinking. It's like sometimes it's got a demonic origin. The only way to know that is to have uh, operating in the gift of discernment so you can know what spirit it comes from, and also, of course, to be familiar with the Word of God so that when something comes down the pike that's a lie, you can tell what it is. You don't study all the lies to become smarter about the lies, You study the truth so that you can distinguish when a lie comes. You don't spend all of your effort looking at the counterfeits. You spend your effort looking at the genuine. You know the genuine in and out. You understand that so intensely so that when something false comes down, you can pick it off right away. Now, this is is one of those long—what are those— uh, urban myths. Is that what it is where they tell a story about something? So they used to say that the FBI would, how they would study counterfeits. So they wouldn't study all the counterfeit. They would just study the real thing. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I've never gone to the FBI. I don't know. Nobody's ever talked to me about that. But it makes sense to study and to understand what the truth is and what the reality is so you can know what's false when false comes. The reality check for you and me, yes, I'm using the word reality a lot, is In our society, there's a lot of demonic affliction. There's a lot of demonic suffering. There's a lot of demonic teaching. It's existent in our society now. It didn't disappear in 1776. It's still here. In fact, it probably, I don't think it could be more, because I don't know if that's how the sovereignty of God works, but there's plenty of it. I think the biggest, scariest thing in the world would be for all of us to see all the different angels and demons fighting on the earth at the same time. I think we'd all be freaking out. But there's no question what the biblical stand is. Look, there's people that suffer from actual physical diseases. There's people that are in actual pain. They're hurting. And there's people that are suffering afflictions from demonic powers. And the separation in the text separates that from epileptics when people are like, well, it's epileptic. It's got to be a demon thing. No, 
that just shows you right there. There's there's a variety of sufferings. There's a variety of things that are uncomfortable. In that process, here's the answer. It is the same answer as it was then. It is now because Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he don't change. Was that good English? He don't change. The same solution for them is the same solution for us. Whether it's various diseases, intense pains, demonic possession, and people think of demonic possession. Every time they think of the phrase demonic possession, everybody thinks of the movie uh, The Exorcist. I mean, it's just, come on. Don't lie about it. The Exorcist. And she turns her head and goes, right, and all that. Well, I'm just letting you know now. I've been involved in in, uh, demonic confrontations, and that doesn't happen that way. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I'm just telling you how it is. And, and people don't recognize that the word demon-possessed actually means demonized, which means influenced by a demon. Now, if you take that text and remove that movie, The Exorcist, and see, think of demonized, influenced by a demon, now how many people have demon afflictions? A lot more. <laughs> That's right. And the reality check, boy, I'm using that a lot in this, is... Jesus is the solution for all of those afflictions, for intense pains, for various diseases. He has the answer because he is the answer. And when he's doing what he's doing, he's ministering people, he's healing them, he's touching them. The people then are following Jesus. Now, one thing I do want to mention that I think is important for you and I, and that is one phrase I want you to learn. I want you to learn a new phrase. Okay, brand new phrase. The new phrase is called God time. Okay, you ever heard the expression me time, us time, right? Typically, you'll think of God time as, uh, oh, well, that's time you spend with God. Nope, that's not what I'm talking about. God time is God's watch. Some of those deliverances, some of those processes have a reason for being processes. In other words, I've met people that have had uh, tremendously difficult addictions for 20 years, and God has delivered them instantly. And I've met people that have had those same addictions for the same amount of time, and God has delivered them slowly. And you think, why is that? And the answer is God time. He decides that. He determines whether that's instant or whether it's in stages. And everybody goes, oh, well, no, everything should be perfect. You should be able just to, you know, pray over the person. They always get healed. Well, that's funny because Paul said uh, in 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 2 Timothy, uh, Trophimus have I left and my lead is sick. In other words, no. Oh, I got that backwards. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, he, he left this guy in there who was sick. And you think, well, how could Paul not pray for him and have the guy get better? And the answer is because it doesn't always happen that way. Well, it should happen that way. Oh, so every time you witness to somebody, they should always get saved? Because I don't think that's how that happens. Yet you keep witnessing. I just thought I'd draw that comparison. Isn't that nice of me? (laughs) Poor Captain Chris has to put up with so much. Uh, All right, let me give you the answer to the trivia question. Complete these words. Simon, Simon, Satan is asked to sift you like wheat. That was the uh, conclusion to that uh, trivia question. And uh, unfortunately for you guys and for me, uh, the Lord didn't say no. Just a little reminder there. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus, and there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not, uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. 